0: Hey ladies, welcome to our Female Bond Squad podcast, episode four. Happy CEO Wednesday. It's your hostess, Roxanne here, along with one of my sidekicks, Destiny. And we will be talking about Frida Kahlo.
1: Frida was, you know, one woman ahead of her time talking about things that were very taboo in a way, in the 30s, all the way to when her career, well, not when her career ended, but she passed away in i in fifty eight or forty at the age of forty seven. And she was talking about abortion, breastfeeding. She was talking about miscarriages. You know, defying gender norms by accentuating her unibrow and mustache mustache. And she was just, you know, breaking these barriers that were very big in America at the time. And showing it through her art. Showing her emotions as well as her art. How each thing affected her. Because throughout her whole life. She was never able to have children. Because of an accident that we'll begin to talk about. She had a disease. Which caused her right leg to become really skinny. And, and th- uh, become really skinny and weak. Which we'll also talk about. So a bit of her early life. She was born in Mexico City. Her... Dad was German, but she said he was Jewish from. Levi, not Leviathan. Um, it was a Jewish group, and her mother and her mother was Mexican. He immigrated from Germany to Mexico, you know, and then because of an because epi- of an epilepsy, he had to you know stop his studies, and then he got with her mother, and, you know, children were made, and she wasn't an only child. She had three other siblings, I believe. And, you know, and then having that, she always described her household as very, very sad. She, and her relationship with her mother was very odd, in a sense. She would say her mother was strong, fueled, but also say very religious, very sometimes angry which obviously can cause problems in the relationship between children between daughter and mother and so why don't we touch up on the accident, the bus accident she had when she was 18 well, let's go back to her, let's take a little step back she had polio at the age of 6, it's a very contagious disease and These are some things about it that you may or may not know.
0: It moves from the gut to affect the central nervous system. And there's muscle weakness resulting in a flaccid paralysis. And this can occur over a few hours to a few days. Um, The weakness most often involves the legs, but may less commonly involve the muscles of the head, neck, and diaphragm.
1: This this caused a lot of... She, caused, she was isolated from her school because a lot of people were bullying her because of it. You know, the disease, she couldn't help. And that's really it's messed natural. up. She couldn't help it, you know. It was gonna... It, it wasn't her fault that she caught it because <clears throat> no one expects to catch such a disease such as polio. So her leg ended up becoming much skinnier, you know, and much shorter then her um her left leg you know and then she was and then when she turned 18 she got into a very bad accident it was minor to the bus but definitely not minor to her
0: yeah she su- she actually suffered many injuries um her pelvic bone had been fractured her <laughs> ob- the abdomen and uterus had been punctured by the rail. Her spine was broken in three places, her right leg was broken in 11 places, her right foot was crushed and dislocated, Um, her collarbone was broken, and her shoulder was dislocated. Um, Yeah, it was very, very severe. Um, She Actually, she had been impaled with an iron handrail that went through her pelvis. And she basically, to describe the pain, you know the injury; it was uh, the way a sword pierces a bull. So I mean, she 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 went through a lot. It was pretty intense. Um, actually, the accident um, being that it damaged the uterus, and that's where the miscarriages, because she had quite a I believe quite a few miscarriages. That's where the miscarriages came along, and you know she suffered from depression, and I mean. I'll figure. Look at everything she's been through, you know, from the polio to the parents always being sick to the then and then at 18, getting into an accident and then not being able to have children attempting, having multiple miscarriages. And I mean, that's that's very, very sad. So she started um, expressing herself through paintings.
1: Yeah, she. If you look at a lot of her paintings you'll see how they're they can make you uncomfortable if you're not if you don't see if cuz they're very symbolic there is one where she's lying in a bed and there's blood on the bed you know her legs are open and there's blood everywhere and then there's and then there's clothes you know you but then there's children and a cloud above her so that kind of symbolizes how the children she tried to have and then the child she tried to have um, being with the other ones and then there's other ones where she'll see her with again blood everywhere and you know children and one time she made this painting called the dead child i think or something along the lines of it where it was a child with a skull and it was based off of you know a child where she was trying to have I believe was her first one, but I don't really know. It gets a little hazy when it comes to a lot of her portraits and where that distinct person or distinct symbol would originate it from. Unless it's one of her very controversial ones, where it's kind of obvious. And, yeah. And she also was very, very, in a way, not happy in life, considering, you know... Back then, in the '30s, if you weren't a per, if you weren't a woman who could conceive, you were considered not only unfertile but just a puppet or a sock, and it was just not the most ideal life for her. So she, her marriage was a really all that healthy, and considering how many people would notice her through her husband, it didn't really give her a a sense of her own worth in a way, her own painting's worth, because it was just, oh, these paintings I work hard in, and they symbolize so much to me. And then they won't even recognize her name because they'll recognize her as Diego Rivera's wife until she started painting more, and then people were starting to see how she was talented, how her work not only was controversial, but it incorporated a lot of the Mexican culture, the religion, the style, the... Certain beliefs. Certain symbols. And her herself was a very proud Mexican-American. In her fashion, she'd always have the traditional Mexican designs. She never shied away from incorporating her Mexican culture. Which is amazing in a way. Because back then, it was more about blacks and whites. For obvious reasons. I'm not trying to undermine the topic there. But since latins weren't really a big thing you don't really hear much about it not because it was not important but because there's the because it was not as important as the big problems that were happening such as you know schools are still segregated back then you know there was a lot of there's a lot of things there was um you know the kkk starting to come you know beginning to come you know and then it became a big thing when Martin Luther King and and Malcolm X were around, you know? So, yes, those things were big, and they are very, very important to history, but you don't really hear much about Latins, considering how we could pass for white, especially if we were born here. Because Latins very A lot of Latins look um, European or American, but you also have Spanish people who look like more as chestnut black. So it just... (laughs) depends on where you came from and who your parents were because there are believe it or not there are black Spaniards there are white Spaniards there are black Cubans there are white Cubans you know and then forget it Dominicans they take the cake Haiti's right there you know you know stuff could happen even though I know there's like Dominican and Haitians don't really like you so like that but you know stuff could happen so there were but that's another topic for another day. so it's very refreshing to hear such a strong powerful you know latin american woman who defied gender norms cuz in a lot of her she's best known for her unibrow but in a lot of her paintings she accentuated the a little the little peach fuzz she had on her mustache and her unibrow like that was just being said and and there she's also had relationships with women so she was a big you know symbol for the LGBTQ people back then because you know, if you were, if you ever came out as gay, lesbian, or trans, especially trans back then, you would just be alienated. They'd see you as weird. They just put you probably into a conversion camp. But she, you know, was known for that, even though she was being with with being her with her husband, and also being a style icon too for someone who was not scared to shy away from bold colors, bold outfits, bold jewelry. She was very open to her culture and was not ashamed of it at all. And even, <clears throat> you know, talking about breastfeeding because even now breastfeeding is considered something disgusting that you should do at your own time. You should cover it when the reality is just a woman feeding her child. You know, a one. You know, if you show it too much, it's considered sexual. But when you're trying to give your your child food, it's seen as you know inappropriate. Inappropriate, and she. In her painting, in one of her paintings, I think it was under my nurse and I, where it was a woman who was nursing her. It was her face in a baby's on a baby's body, and in the and in the breast you see the flowers, and you see Frida, you know, suckling on it as if she were a baby, and that kind of sees how it shouldn't be something disgusting. Uh, you're nurturing this child. It
0: symbolizes beauty, and I, it, 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 the beauty
1: behind nurturing a right? child, a mother caring. Exactly. It's a very intimate moment between a child and mother because, you know, a mother is feeding her child. And, you know, yeah, formula, whatever. Not everyone can breastfeed, but it's still... It but it's a lot.
0: beautiful thing. People, a lot, a lot of, uh, I mean, now it's a little bit more normalized, but a lot of parents feel, uh, I mean, some parents are very open with it. They'll put a, just a blanket and they'll do it anywhere. I mean, babies has got to eat. Babies has got to eat. Um But a lot of people are uncomfortable with that, and they shouldn't be. It's normal. I mean, it's 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 you're feeding your baby. You're it's a connection between a mother and their child. You know, there shouldn't be nothing wrong with that. Um, Frida Kahlo is actually very inspiring if you pretty think about if you really think about it. Um, In many ways, I mean, she with all the health issues she had, with the depression that she had. know she didn't let none of that stop her she kept going um despite everything that she's been through it it, she continued and she she just uh, the way she was able to express her sadness and her story was through her paintings and you know not only did she do that she started profiting from them and made a living
1: yeah and not only did she instead of because i know a lot of people when they're going through something this rough they take it out on themselves either you know mentally beating them up or f- sometimes physically right but she took it out on her art she painted how she was feeling she painted the emotion she was feeling and then you know she was able to not only profit from it but express herself yes and you know obviously there's gonna be people who basically think... help there more ways than one exactly you know there's gonna be people out there who would think they're um 24 karat gold and distaste for her but the people who bought her paintings acknowledged this controversial icon who not only was able to fight through her mental battles but was able to beautifully put it on a canvas
0: it's uh, yeah I, I mean i <clears throat> i totally Agree. she is um an incredible human being she's an incredible woman and i the reason why i we decided to you know talk about her is because she took her basically her power you know she went through what she went through she expressed it the best way she knew how and in the long run it you know it it ended up helping her it ended up you know, it basically, it made her it, in a sense successful,
1: you know? You know, as a matter of fact, you know, she, after she had to amputate her leg and you know, they gave her a lot of painkillers for, you know, some medication and that, want, that made her want to kill herself, you know?
0: So even with suicide attempt um, and still pulling through, you know, and, and not giving up. You know, she didn't give up on life.
1: Yeah, in her diary, she says, and quote, they amputated my leg six months ago. They had given me centuries of torture and moments. I have almost lost my reason. I keep on wanting to kill myself. Diego's what keeps me from it. Though my vain idea that he would miss me, but never in my life have I suffered more. I will wait a while, unquote. So. That's deep she loved her husband even though it could have been it one could say that it could be one-sided because the whole point about such a successful man was to have an heir for it to keep a successful and she was unable to have children but she still loved him and being that her leg was amputated and her thoughts of wanting to die she still pulled through and express these emotions in her beautiful symboli- symbolic art. And that could explain why, in one of her artworks, I believe it's called um, The Broken Pillar, The Broken Pole. But to describe it, it's Frida topless with a restraint, not a restraint, but some sort of harness around her, or what looks like a harness, and nothing underneath. With a, but you see a pillar, um, from her, from the top of her jaw, from the top of her chin down, that's inside her, all broken. And I believe that was her symbolizing being, you know, what could be strong, being held so strong, but in the inside being ultimately broken. And that's something coming to terms with mentally how you are is a big thing. So when a what, and she was ultimately a woman who. Yes, got through a lot. Had gone through a whole bunch of things, but also was able to power from it and profit off of it. I'm not saying to profit out of depression because that's crazy. (laughs) not at all. But
0: No, but she was able to basically paint how she was feeling, express herself through art, and be able to make profits off of her art and make a living from it, basically, and become successful from it. You know, and I mean this is going back to gosh the 1930s
1: 1930s to 1940s
0: yeah so this is going way back and I mean this is pretty it's pretty I mean if you really think about it it's pretty inspiring because we nowadays we go through life with you know issues and situations and I'm not saying that no you know that some situations aren't worse than others or anybody's better than no i'm not saying any of that but you gotta see people's uh you gotta read stories like this and actually realize you know what you can there could be a bad moment you can have a bad day just you gotta pull through you know there's go ahead
1: and you can even look at death not being such a bad thing because she did pass away at the age of 47. But the day before, she had an ex- she was in extreme pain, worse than she had been in all her life, and had a fever. So yes, she died fairly young, cause she was only forty-seven, barely middle-aged.
0: But she was suffering.
1: But she was suffering. So sad she died. But it, it's not worth all that suffering she had, mm-hmm. cause polio could be painful. You know, her her spine was broken, and the spine is something very sensitive.
0: Mm-hmm. And she suffered from spine uh, um, aches and. You know, she, her, her the rest of, after the accident for the rest of you know her living,
1: and she would never be able to stand up comfortably. She'd have to sit in a wheelchair, walk around in a wheelchair sometimes because she couldn't stand too long because there was too much pressure on one of her legs and then her spine as well because the spine is the spine is something very sensitive because you break that right. in certain places you could be dead or paralyzed. Yeah,
0: no, and, and so basically what we're saying is. You know, um, look at everything that she went through. Look at what you know in, in details. I mean, she went through God a roller coaster that I'm pretty sure you or I or anyone does not want to be on. And you know, she was able to use what she was going through and express it in a certain way. And basically, you know, even in that ancient times, I'm not really that ancient, um, but even in those times. You know she was able to express herself in paintings and make profit from it and make a business out of her art you know she ended up going to New York with all her paintings and selling and you know and she didn't let her sickness stop her she didn't let her depression stop her she didn't let anything stop her you know she took what she was going through and made it something beautiful and sold it to the people for everyone to see you know and that's that's big like we we really need to look back at stuff like this and really learn from it you know she's a strong woman she was a strong woman but yep that's basically it i hope you enjoyed this podcast this episode i hope it was informational and I hope that tomorrow you
1: can conquer the world and just show what an awesome, powerful woman you are.
0: You can find me on Instagram, Female Bond Squad. And I also have a Facebook page. If you can go and hit the like, also Female Bond Squad. And click on the link and follow my podcast. And I hope you like it. Keep safe and always smiling.